Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and have ourselves a drink. All right, and welcome back to the Lobby Bar for the week of November the 8th, 2021. Uh, Brian and Michaela here with you today. Michaela, uh, we had some uh, pretty fun times over this weekend, and those fun times included a brand new bottle of gin. It sure did. Not just any gin, though. It was an Empress gin. It it was an Empress gin, yeah. So uh, pick this up. I don't know if uh, anyone out there listening has seen this before, but it's this, uh, it's kind of this newish gin, or at least it's new, like to our part of the country, at least. And it has like this violet indigo hue to it. Uh, it's made from, I think, uh, like pea blossoms, which is like a, like a tea leaf kind of a thing. And it gives it this purple color and it's real pretty. And I got it as part of Michaela's birthday gift. Cause it seemed right up her alley because it's lovely looking and it's gin and two of her favorite things. So Yes, two of my favorite things. The color is so beautiful. It is like this indigo violet, like you said. It is so pretty. I recommend if anybody uh, enjoys the purple color and uh, likes gin, y'all need to drop everything and go get this stuff. Because not only is it gorgeous, but it's pretty darn tasty. Yeah, that's right. So we, uh, we got it and we were together over the weekend and we decided to give it a try. And you just did us up a uh, you know, pretty simple uh, dry martini. We're going to have to get into their recipes, but anything you make with this is going to look amazing. But why don't you run through, uh, you know, I, we've talked about martinis a lot, but uh, here on the Lobby Bar, why don't you just run through your uh, quick and simple martini recipe for everyone? Absolutely. So depending on the size of the glass, my martini glasses are a little on the small side. So I do about three ounces of gin and then I do half an ounce or a capful of a dry vermouth. And, you know, vermouths are pretty, I, I'm going to say my palate's not um, sophisticated enough, uh, sophisticated enough to really tell the difference. But if you get a really nice dry vermouth, that's all you need. So you don't have to spend a lot of money on it, but I do about half an ounce to an ounce, uh, sorry, half an ounce or a capful of the dry vermouth. And I put that in a shaker with some ice and shake it up. Now, one of the things that we did experiment with, with this particular Empress martini was whether or not we wanted to make it a little dirty. And so <clears throat> if you wanted to make a dirty martini, all that means is that you add a little bit of olive juice and you serve it with an olive. So um, I, if you're going to do that, I recommend starting with like a cap full of olive juice. If you put too much olive juice in, you're just going to taste olive juice. And that might be great, but you really will lose all of the flavor of the gin or it can muddle, muddle with it a little bit. And we don't want mm. that. So start small if you've never done this before, but you put that in the shaker, shake it all up, and then you strain it into a chilled martini glass. An easy way to chill a martini glass, if you've never done it before, is fill it with some ice water and then dump it out right before you fill it with your martini goodness. Yeah, that's right. And that's all it takes. And if you make anything with this Empress Gin, it's going to look beautiful. Uh, so we'll get some pictures up on our you know, Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff so everyone can see it. And if you've tried Empress Gin, let us know and let us know what your favorite uh, you know, cocktail method is for it. Uh, we always, uh, when I get a new gin, I like to do a dry martini and a gin and tonic with it just so I can 
kind of get the notes of the gin and then figure out what I want to do with it from there. But yeah, a great place to start and a great drink to kick off our box office recap. So last week in the box office, we had a new film out called Eternals and Eternals took the weekend with $71 million, uh, which is pretty, pretty good. And it knocked Dune down to second place. Uh, no Time to Die at third place. Uh, Venom uh, moved up from fifth to fourth. And Ron's Gone Wrong moved up from eighth to fifth. Finally got Halloween Kills out of the uh, top five here now that Halloween is uh, no longer with us. But $71 million for Eternals, Michaela. $71 million. Now, it's worth noting, um, I think the biggest box office hit on the first week uh, so far this year, or at least in the pandemic, I think was Black Widow with like 85 million or $80 million. So mm-hmm. it didn't quite beat that, but um, Eternals can only be in the theaters, right? Versus Black Widow and a couple of the other uh, high box office hitters were also available online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eternals says uh, just to the theaters. So you're going to have to go out and see that one. Uh, the reception from what I've seen is still fairly mixed. Some people are really high on it. Some people are, uh, you know, pretty cool on it. But $71 million, I think, is a pretty, you know, substantial no amount of a pretty substantial amount of uh, money for, you know, characters that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm speaking as not a Marvel super, super fan. But I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that the general uh, audience goer probably is not super familiar with the Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the Marvel universe and I had never heard of them until I saw the preview of the Eternals. And then I had to go look them up and educate myself. So um, I'm excited though. It's got some really great actors in it. It's, you know, Angelina Jolie. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of other big names in it. Um, very exciting. So uh, I think we're probably going to try and go see it and uh, see what all the fuss is all about and see if we can help make a dent in week two. Yeah, that's right. See if we can uh, throw some extra dollars on there. And it has a couple of weeks to, uh, you know, kind of be out there without any major competition coming, you know, until kind of the end of November. But what does that mean for the yearly box office numbers? Uh, Little change. So Venom's moved up into the second spot. It's at $197 million now. So just shy of the $200 million mark. Uh, it will, you know, undoubtedly cross over that threshold this week. Um, so that leaves Shang-Chi in first, Venom in second, as I mentioned, Black Widow in third, F9 in fourth, and A Quiet Place Part 2 still in fifth place. So not much has changed there, but I did want to make note um, in the last uh, week and a half or so, the domestic box office is over $3 billion. So it's about a billion dollars ahead of last year. So Uh, that's good. I guess it's uh, starting to ramp up. And I think the movie studios have figured out this kind of dual platform release thing or, uh, you know, at least what they're able to do with it for right now. Yeah, no. And that's really great because we want this industry to continue to survive because I think my life would depend on it if we weren't able to watch movies. So I'm glad that they're, they're figuring it out, figuring out a way uh, for them to make some money. Yeah, that's right. So, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, we'll have to see if Eternals can get up into the uh, top five. Like I said, it's probably going to do pretty well over the next couple of weeks, but we do have a few new releases this week. So one, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Uh, and I didn't know that that was an IP that people were still super familiar with, especially uh, youngsters, maybe. I don't know. Michaela, does, does uh, your son, does he know about Clifford the Big Red Dog? Yeah, I think we've read a couple of books on Clifford the Big Red Dog. It's worth saying, though, that we looked it up because I thought that would be fun to go see with Stephen Michael, my son. Um, unfortunately, 
it looks a little scary. Like oh. the pictures of the big red dog. It's like he's like a normal dog that was at one point probably like uh, a soft taupey colored or a, like a cream colored uh, Labrador. And now okay. he's kind of this worn red. He's not a bright red. It's just. I don't know. (laughs) It's a little strange looking. It doesn't look as sweet and cuddly as in the books or in in the the books and the comics. So this is like uh, Clifford, the big red dog, the uh, Disney villain origin story. It's it's how uh, Clifford, the big red dog got to be uh, huge and scary. Maybe. I don't know, but that's pretty fun, I guess. So yeah, if you have kids, go check that one out. And we have another new release coming this week, Michaela. Um, I don't know if this has been on your radar. It's not really been on mine, uh, but Belfast is coming out this week. And uh, right now, if you go to the variety uh, com, you know, the, the magazine, uh, kind of their Oscar predictors that they update, you know, every couple of weeks. Uh, Belfast is right now sitting in their number one spot for picture of the year. So we have Belfast coming out this week, Michaela, and I, I guess we have to probably go and see that. So yeah, yeah. It, it, any of these that uh, have Oscar contender on them, I think we're going to have to venture a journey into the theaters if we're not going to be able to see it another way because we don't want to get caught in uh, situations in the past where they weren't in theaters anymore and you also couldn't find them on any sort of online source and you couldn't purchase the movie at all. So you were kind of out of luck, like the English patient when it won a billion years ago, like 13 Oscars, right? No one in America had even seen it. It was really uh, very sad. So we don't want that to happen to us. That's right. Now, in terms of our Oscar watching last year, we had it pretty easy because everything was available to stream. This year is going to take a little bit more work, but yeah, Belfast coming out this week. Uh, it looks really great. And obviously the reviews for it are good uh, to be that highly regarded. I think it has a couple of um, supporting actress uh, nods in there potentially as well. So yeah, I have to keep our eye on that. I don't think it's going to challenge Eternals in terms of dollars for this week, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. But for now, Michaela, we better uh, mix up you know, one or two more of these uh, Empress Gin martinis and head in because our show's about to start. Sounds good. All right. And we'll talk to everyone next week in the lobby bar.